What's up, everybody? This is Nolan Wilson with Nero Recordings. I'm here with Nick Clock, the vocalist of Never Home, Queen City Pop Punk. For those of you that are fans of the story so far, The Wonder Years, Blink-182, and in my opinion, Yellow Card, as far as the guitar tones and everything like that sounds, let's hear what he has to say. We're going to talk about the new album, we're going to talk about the future of Never Home, and we're going to talk about you know the forthcoming EP. We're going to talk about everything they have going on in the future. What's up? Thank you for having me, Nolan. I'm really glad to be here. Um, I am Nick Clock from Neverhome. Really stoked to be here and talk about uh, what we've got going on. And pop punk music sort of had a revival of sorts with the uh, Wonder Years released, um, Suburbia, Story So Far released, Under Soil and Dirt. Right. It really rekindled my interest in that genre and it made me sort of uh, decide that I want to do something with that. So um, it's just... I've always been a fan of bands like uh, Blink, Newfound, uh, Sum 41, Jimmy Eat World. But I'm also a huge fan of its modern iteration. So, yeah, it's just always sort of been there for me, and I'm glad to be doing it. Well, that that's kind of what most people our age can relate to, because I'm 24. How old are you? I'm 23. You're 23, so we were all kind of in that age of the peak of mm -hmm. pop punk when you had... The newfound glories, the Blink One Eighty Twos, the Sum Forty Ones, the Yellow Card, yeah. and it was almost like the cool thing to listen to. Whether you, whether you wore the shirt at school or not, you know, yeah. whatever. Whether you flew the flag, what have you. Everybody kind of related to what the pop punk vibe expressed, and that was you can't tell me how to live my life. And I think not necessarily as far as a lifestyle standpoint but as far as a mental standpoint you can still relate to this day yeah like, absolutely you I can mean, still relate to some 41 you can still go back to i mean even paramore even even the early stuff like that in the early 2000s you can still be like hey i still kind of feel this way hey i still kind of i may be working a nine to five now that i'm you know seven or eight years older but i still every once in a while i might go to youtube soundcloud iTunes, Spotify, whatever, and still kind of get the same vibe that I did when I was 17 or 18. Definitely, man. I mean, I think I personally relate to those old songs more now that I'm older than I did when I was a kid, because, I mean, uh, you know, we listened to Fat Lip when we were a kid, but we didn't oh, yeah. know, we were just like, casualty of society, but we didn't know what that meant. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. now, now that I'm yeah. older, like, I, I get it, and I can relate to that. Songs like uh, That and uh, Damn It. Yeah, in um, too deep, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, songs like that, they they still, they really embody that punk attitude, but they they're so melodic in nature. It's just uh, that's what really appealed to me in pop punk, and so. Well, you were in a band before Neverhome, and it was called um, 
was it called Ignite the Sky or Igniting, Igniting the, sky. the Sky? Yeah. And it, it was more towards a metalcore vibe, right? Sure. If yeah, I'm it was. not mistaken. So yeah, can that you was... kind of elaborate on as, was it that you just had friends that were in the metalcore scene? Were you that into the metalcore scene? Or was it just kind of something that happened on top of something that happened? Was it a snowball effect as far as how that whole band slash movement happened? Yeah, yes to everything. Um, that was when I was kind of going through my aforementioned. And I still love heavy music. Uh, it, it has its place in my life for sure. But um, that was when I was sort of going through my heavier music phase. That man, I was just all about uh, bands like uh, Thursday and um, A Day to Remember. You yeah. know, it, heavy bands that were that bring something sort of new to the table. Uh, Post-hardcore, I guess you could call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, there's a subgenre for everything now. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and so I, I was big into that kind of music, um, or, you know, bands like Linkin Park and uh, Breaking Benjamin and, and Dragon Force. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, there's I still nothing wrong with Dragon Force. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're great, but those were yeah. sort of my gateway bands into heavier music. And, uh, right. So I got really into that. Um all my friends were into it as well, uh, and so me and a couple friends, um, their brothers Thomas and Stephen Levine, and they're they're still making great music. Check out Radio for June. I actually, you... I actually got a suggested <laughs> Facebook like, yeah, like, go like this page, and that, <laughs> me and, and I dug into it a little bit, and they're they're doing some cool stuff. It's almost like an atmospheric acoustic type. Yeah, they're they're it's cool, it's fantastic awesome. musicians, and still yeah. my best buds. But uh, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yes, um, but anyways, um, we decided to meet up with a few other people we just met on Craigslist and. We hit it off, and we had a really good sound, and I think it's very, it really embodies that um, 2010, 2009, like, scene core, for lack of a better word. Like, it was very... It, it um, takes there was you key, back. Yeah, there was, it, like, breakdowns and keyboards and stuff like that, and yeah. it was it was really fun to play, and honestly, I had a great time doing it, and those those people are, are awesome. They're actually still uh, still doing their thing. Not as not as active as they used to be, but they're still doing stuff and uh, playing shows here and there. But well, that's cool. Let's as, let's kind of um let's kind of branch back to the whole never home thing because sure. that's why we're here. Yeah. Let's uh kind of give the listeners what they want to know about the future. Um, okay. I got a few things I was wanting to ask you, but what was there? Was it just you? Was it other members of the band? What was it that kind of gave the band the direction as far as pop punk? Like what made you guys as a whole, whether was there four or five of you? How many is there? There's five of us, yeah. There's five of you there. Like, what inspired you to kind of push towards that pop-punk vibe? It's really weird how the band even came to be. Um, I wrote almost all the songs that are going to be on our EP. Um, I wrote them all, like, my sophomore year of college, almost um, five years ago. And I never... I never really intended to do anything with them. I felt kind of petered out as far as music went. I mean, I was young, but even still, I felt yeah, kind of yeah. burnt out, like I wasn't going anywhere. And so, um, was focusing on school at that time, wrote those in my dorm room for fun. <laughs> and then, after I graduated, uh, you know, the sort of malaise and uh, kind of depression set in of just feeling like you're missing out and well that happens in college yes you know, it, you're you're at the prime age when you're in college to kind Absolutely. of hit that wall of mm-hmm. what do i do now you know? yeah definitely and like yeah. I, I i even after i graduated i felt like i never figured that out but the one thing that has always been there for me is music right so i figured you know what the hell i'm gonna try to do something with music even though i'm working a 
um, nine to five that's not in my field. It's like I might as well do my passion, you know. So right, right, yeah, um, for sure. So I recorded on my phone. Um, actually, they on the GarageBand app. Uh, I got this thing called an iRig. I got my guitar and I. Yep programmed some drum tracks, recorded guitars, and then like went in my closet and yelled vocals into my phone microphone and made these demos, and I put them on Craigslist. And uh, I, I had like a whole EP. I had like a whole art, dire- like marketing direction, art direction in my mind. Like I had everything sort of planned out, but not really. And so then I was like, okay, I've got everything. I need to start a band. Now I just need some people. And I am like the world's worst person at collaborating and getting people in one place, so it's still a miracle to me that we even made this happen. But but that that's um, how it all kind of started? Well, what happened is I, I posted these on Craigslist and was like, hey, uh, I wrote these songs, I want to do something with it. If you're not a total piece of shit and you're not racist and homophobic, please, <laughs> please hit me up yeah. and, and you know let's work something out. And so um, got a few responses. I, I posted it in the Greenville south carolina craigslist uh section and also charlotte and i was originally going to base the band out of greenville because that's closer to home right um also charlotte because i feel like there's a good music scene growing there we were kind of dead in the middle between right yeah that's that's a blessing in itself because um we have access to both scenes right so um all my responses basically came from charlotte and i was like okay well i guess we'll try to do this as charlotte i had um, my lead guitarist, Dan, hit me up first, and then uh, the rest of the guys came later. Uh, we had a drummer and a different guitarist uh, lined up, and then they both backed out. And then we replaced them, and uh, like it was very discouraging in the moment when they backed out, because I was like, well, this is going to be a lot harder than I thought, because, you know, you it, it's hard... It's easy to get a band together, like, it's easy to get going once you're a band, but the hard part is taking off, and getting right. a solid group of people that vibe well together because yeah. we're all complete strangers. Like this wasn't how most bands start where they're, you know, a bunch of buds that grew up playing music together. And yeah. They, yeah. Not like, Hey, I have a guitar. You have a drum set. Yes. Let's do this. The yeah. Right that's way, like, yeah. like how Blink started with Scott. Like they were just friends and then they decided, Hey, you want to try making music? They exactly. literally just yeah. picked up instruments. And, yeah. did it. and so it was very much the opposite with us. We were, um, uh, complete strangers and we, met up it was initially me and dan and our bassist ian and we just kind of had an acoustic jam session with the songs that i had written and we hit it off really well and then we met rob our drummer and Devin, our rhythm guitarist and uh, we did our first um practice i guess you could say like we all took some time to learn the songs and came together and it was just like magic like immediately it was like we were vibing off of each other really well and the songs sounded very tight to be played together in the room for the first time and it was a really amazing thing to hear these songs that I wrote in my dorm room as a depressed college sophomore yeah, <laughs> come to life there, like, probably, yeah, yeah come to life yeah. like that and so uh um yeah I sorry to circle back around to your original question yeah, I, I wrote yeah. I wrote all the music um I, I knew that I wanted to make pop punk and uh so I just happened to find guys that were also very into that style of music and dug what I was doing. And so it's, it's, it's been basically all from me. But what I like is that as we've gone on and these songs have sort of taken a different form since the other band members have added their own input and flourishes on it, um, they've, they've added their own influence too. Yeah, because, so, because it's a, 
In the end, it's a group project. Exactly. In, I mean, in the end, everybody has their pieces that they yeah, put together. You sort know? of our writing process is yeah. I bring the skeleton to the table, and they add the meat and the meat and the bones, bones yeah. and yeah. their uh, or, skin. Yeah, skeleton has the bones, but you know, <laughs> we know what you mean. We know what sure. you mean. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's collaborative. Yeah. But I I'm so far the primary songwriter, but but yeah, it's um we're all doing what we love and playing music we grew up loving, and that's where that came from. So. Well, since you said you're going to kind of circle back to the whole pop punk mm-hmm. era that inspired you from a long, not necessarily a long time ago, but yeah. you mentioned on Facebook that Line was a personal story or a feeling that you had at one point in your life. Yeah, Line was the last song that I wrote, uh, or the second to last song that I wrote for the EP. That, that wasn't one of the ones that I wrote in my college dorm years right. and years ago. It was one so, of the later ones to be added. Where, where, um, what, what did that process entail? Like, where did you write that? What was going on? How, how I do things is typically I write the song and I get the structure. I, I program the drum tracks and then record guitars and on my own uh, for the demos. Yeah. And then I add vocals later, but what I kind of do is... Um, I try to make the subject matter fit what I feel like the, the music conveys. Right. So sometimes when I'm writing a song, I don't know what it's going to be about. I just know that I'm getting a feeling out, and I don't know maybe in the moment what that is. But then when I'm writing lyrics, I realize that there's sort of a connection. That's your form of expressing yourself. It, definitely. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's very it's very cathartic for me. And well, so, that's how it goes. That, yeah. that, that's really how... That's really what music is, and especially in the pop punk vibe. Yeah, for that, sure. That's that's what you're doing. You're expressing yourself for for sure. Stateline, um, you know, when I finished writing that, I was like, I get a very nostalgic vibe from this song. Like a lot of our songs sort of sound throwbacky, like they could have been like Blink B sides or something like that. But um, this one in particular, I felt there was sort of a yearning to it, like you wanted to return to a time or place. And maybe that's crazy, but that's what it spoke. That's how it spoke to me, and so I thought a lot about my um, my best friend and our childhood growing up, and we, we hung out constantly, and we would spend hours talking on the phone every single night, and um, as you grow up, things things change and relationships change, and we're still very close, but um, it, you know, you wish that you could return to that place where there was no, you know, you didn't worry about relationships or your job or your... Paying your bills. It was in the you moment the, type thing. Yes, you it, didn't have it, the stress of life. It you was just like, had... hey man, we don't have anything to do but just walk around. Yep. Like you know, <laughs> and just like what you say in the song, you know. Yeah, exactly. You that have was, nothing to do but just walk around. That was yeah. our lives, and yeah. we, especially growing up in Blacksburg, where there was literally nothing to do. You have no other choice. Yeah, I say one light town, and I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Like there, there is maybe a thousand or so people in Blacksburg. It's yeah. it's a very rural it is area. a very 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 small community yeah. so yeah it just kind of harkens back to that era of my life and wishing that as much as I, i'm very happy in life right now and i've got a, a great girlfriend and supportive family and stuff like that and the band's going great uh, there's part of me that wishes i could just spend one more day in that nostalgic time and and wish we could walk around and walk to the state line like we used to and so, yeah, that's basically what that song is about. And, you know, if you have such a, I don't know what the word would be, a motivator mm-hmm. to write a song about those days that you spent those years ago, Yeah. if you can, you know, channel into the moments that you had besides that and keep writing and keep 
absorbing yourself in those moments and keep putting the pen to paper, Definitely. who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, you know? man. I, I agree with you. I uh, I plan on, you know, using my current experiences and my and the future songs that we come up with. And uh, Yeah, I, subject matter is always um, something that sometimes I really struggle to come up with. Uh, a lot of our songs are just about how I'm kind of a sad piece of shit, but also, uh, you know, there's songs like State Line where it's, um, it's very nostalgic and, and, uh, reminiscent, but, and I, and I think people connect with that. Yeah. People connect with that, with moments that you personally, Mm -hmm. as the writer of the song, or you as the band, whether it's the bassist, guitarist, other guitarist, drummer, whatever. Sure. They connect with taking a moment in their life right. and putting a pen to paper and making it into something yes. that way that the listener can relate to it. Definitely. And that and that's the whole endless cycle of music. Yeah, for people sure. People relating to other people. And and I think that is what the beauty of Never Home is. Yes. Is you can listen to State Line and you can think about things that have happened in your past. Mm-hmm. I wish I could go back to that one day, like you yeah. said a minute ago. I wish I could go back to that one moment or that one year, that one month, that one week. They can relate to that, and when they listen to your single, mm-hmm. it takes them back. And, yeah, and, yeah, and that, and I think that is what you are doing right, as far as the vocalist and you and the other guys in the band are accomplishing, as far as not necessarily as a time travel machine band but, right but as but as far as i mean when you listen to the story so far when you listen to the wonder years when you listen to blink 182 when you listen to yellow card mm-hmm. those songs take you back yes for sure. and when you listen to never home i'm gonna go ahead and throw you guys in that category <laughs> well i'm honored Thank it'll you. <laughs> it'll take you back thanks man if you listen to the lyrics in that song it will take you back to that moment in your life where you can appreciate it again because in your daily nine to five you may not Yes. But on your way home from that nine to five, you'll go back. Yeah. Whether it's a twenty minute ride home, mm-hmm. it'll happen because that's that's what happens with music. Right. I I completely agree, and I I really appreciate that. That means a lot to me that you you picked up on that because that was something I was trying to convey. And that that's the big direction with everything. Yeah. But, you know, people don't attach to it because right. people don't talk about it. Definitely. You know, it's that that's what you need to look for in music. You need to look for something that channels your inner instinct or inner soul or inner yeah. whatever you want to call it, you know. All of all of my song all of my lyrics are just sort of very on the nose and honest, sometimes to a fault I feel like, but I um you know, I do that in hopes that just one person can listen to it and be like, Yeah, that, I get that for sure. That is exactly what I'm going through or how I feel and so that sounds like a really cliche thing to say but my my goal with starting Never Home was just to try to have something to say and reach people in some way because I think that's what everybody really wants is just to to affect someone positively in some way and right. I hope so at least that's maybe a little idealistic but that's my vision of what I want to do so yeah man if one person listens to State Line or the EP and and is affected by it positively then I did my job we want to know what we have to look forward to. Like, is there a full album coming? But is there an EP coming before the full-length album? Or what 
what can we expect as far as future shows, as far as, I mean, I know shows kind of come at the drop of a hat as far as. Right. So since we have talked about how you can listen to Never Home in the future, mm-hmm. if you're a fan of State Line or if you're a fan of the early pop punk era, if you're a fan of the story so far, if you're a fan of the Wonder Years, Blink-182, Yellow Card, and the only reason I say that is because that's what N- Never Home reminds me of. And even cool. the vocal part, Mm-hmm. Like, well, I say the vocal part in a weird way, but nice. the the vibe that I get from the vocals of Never Home mm-hmm. honestly reminds me of Jerry Jeremy McKinnon of I, A Day to Remember. Just just because of the it's it's an aggressive kind of like it's an aggressive pace, sure, but it's not an aggressive like sound. Yeah, you know, it, it's an aggressive like bam, 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 bam. Right, but right. It's, but it's not an aggressive like guttural scream. Okay, it's a, it's an aggressive vibe, but it's not an aggressive sound. No, I totally I, I get what you're saying. So that that's why I kind of compare you guys to a day to remember. Just, I... just because I catch little hints of everything. So in the future, what can the listeners that have seen Never Home live, whether they have went to see Never Home mm-hmm. specifically or <laughs> Whether they went to see another band and be like, "Hey, these guys aren't that bad," yeah. you know, what what can we kind of expect as fans to come in the future for the band? Well, first of all, I appreciate that because I uh, I grew up with the day to remember, well, not with them, but with their music. And Mr. So. Howway's looking for the end. I'm just, <laughs> just going to say that's my personal. It is it is very good, um, and Jeremy's a great vocalist, so I appreciate that a lot. But uh, so the future for us, um, what we've got on the horizon right now is. February 22nd, we go into the studio. We are recording at Susu Studios in Charlotte. It's where uh, Taking Back Sunday recorded Tidal Wave. And so we're really, really stoked to be working uh, with the same producer and team in the same studio that one of our favorite bands ever worked in. So, awesome. Um, we are going to spend about five days in the studio, just hammer it out. Um, we have six songs. We're going to try to get all six done at once. And um, that should be out sometime in March. And so uh, we... March, that's not far. No, it's it's coming up, man. And we were really stoked about the process. The Susu Studios is a beautiful place, man. It's like, it's really cool because it's in a residential neighborhood, but you have to go through a long driveway in uh, near Noda in Charlotte. And then you end up in like this secluded area where there's lots of bamboo woods and there's this little house and then you go in and there's like Christmas lights everywhere so we're really stoked on that because the vibe is really cool and uh, um, uh, Jason uh, Scavone our producer is a really great guy and he he does great work so we're expecting the finished product to be pretty good not to toot my own horn but that's what's coming up for us should be out in March Um, and then once that happens we are going to you know, promote this thing as hard as we possibly can because we feel like it's worth it. I'm going to be marketing it as hard as I can to try to get as many listeners as possible, and then we're going to uh, probably do some Southeast tour runs, um, just little things here and there. Touring is, is going to be hard straight off the bat because we're all kind of older and we all have jobs. Like, some of uh, some of us are married, and so it's... Uh, it's going to be logistically something we'll have to work on, but we do plan on touring and trying to get this thing out there and reaching as many people as possible. Well, you've already reached over a thousand. 
Yeah, just it's, just in less than a year. It's really crazy to me that uh, that that happened. We we've only been a band since April of 2016, so about eight months or so. Um, and and, that, uh, and that's just Facebook likes. Yeah, like that's uh, I say over a thousand, just in reference to over a thousand Facebook sure. likes. Like, and and that that you know that's not the end all be all of yeah. of your popularity, right, but right, right. but it is. You know, it's something, and it's meaningful to me that a thousand people took the time to like the page, even if right. they haven't listened to our music or not. Like, yeah, it's still really cool that we have a following of any sort, and we definitely have people that come to shows and and say, "Hey, we're here to see you guys," and and State Line is awesome. And that, so, you know, like I said earlier, my job, my goal with Never Home was just to reach someone positively, and the fact that that's happening even at a local level is really meaningful to me, and I hope that we can. You know, do that on a broader scale soon, once the EP is released. Well, once the EP is released, we're going to have everything that we want from Never Home, right? I I hope so, man. We're going to really hit it hard. Uh, we're going to, you know, have new promo. We've been cycling our one promo shoot pretty hard with our social media and stuff, so we're doing new, uh, new pictures. We'll probably get some new merch going. Um, we have, uh, we have one t-shirt and some stickers right now, which, with... For a new band with one single, it suffices, but we want more to offer our fans. And, um, and yeah, and hopefully we'll do some tour dates and branch out of North and South Carolina. So uh, we're really hoping to, to spread the word and get people excited about what we're doing. Well, that's great, man. We are very, very, very glad to hear from you. And I just want to make a quick point. It's Mr. Highway's thinking about the end. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> for a day to remember. I've been thinking about that since I said it. I was like, why didn't I say it the right way? That's Whatever. great. But anyway, we're here with Nick Clock from Never Home. We got some great information about the upcoming EP, about the upcoming albums, and about the past of the writing process and everything that's going on up to now. So this is Nolan Wilson with Nearer Recordings, and I am with... Nick Clock from Never Home, and thank you very much for having me, Nolan. Uh, can I just say some plugs real quick? Sure, do um, it. Go for it. Check out um, uh, all our social media is at Never Home NC. We're on Twitter, Instagram. My, uh, I almost said MySpace. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we have a really cool background. Yeah, 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 yeah. We uh, <laughs> our top eight is lit. So um, yeah. <laughs> we're, Facebook is what I meant to say, but right, right. I'm showing my age here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're on all that, and we're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, you can find State Line on there. Please uh, check it out if you uh, if you like what you heard at the beginning of the show, and uh, I really appreciate anyone that takes the time to do that. And uh, finally, check out uh, the Hoodoo Music Podcast. That is um, Mark Jones, the guy who recorded State Line. Um, he does a podcast featuring local bands from South Carolina, the Spartanburg, South Carolina, and Greenville, South Carolina scene. And he's doing a really cool thing where he um, produces local bands for free to try to sort of stimulate the local music scene. So check him out. Um, uh, he has a Patreon if you want to donate to that and uh, help keep local music alive. But he's a great guy, and he did a huge service to us, so we have a lot to owe him. Is that it? We're ready to go? I believe that's it, man. Thank you All for right. having me again. I well, really Well, thank you for it. your time, and be sure to like the Facebook page, Nero Recordings on facebook that's n-e-r-o space for those of you that have space bars <laughs> recordings like us on facebook share us do whatever you got to do thank you for your time